Hey there, and welcome back to Brass Tacks, our video series on answering your toughest questions about moving ideas into action. I'm Nicola Chin, founder of Up With Community, a practice for helping people and teams connect into their personal power to make change. I'm here today with Jennifer Scott. <laughs> Jennifer is president and founder of Abundance Leadership Consulting. And, uh, you know, Jennifer, this is the first time we've ever met in person. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we've been working together for yes. a few months yes. now. Yes. Um, you share my Midwestern heart. <laughs> yes, yes. Mid-Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm just really thrilled to get to be here today. And, and this is a question that I really wanted to talk with you about. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to, to chat a bit. But before we dive in, tell us a little bit about what you're up to in the world. Yeah, so I run my own consulting firm. Um, I work with organizations across the country. So doing team building, leadership building, development, um, and really what I call culture shift. Mm -hmm. So shifting culture so it's peak performing. That's mm -hmm. the work that I do. So I do it in our movement as well as in the private and public sectors. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, as we were talking about meeting up and, and thinking about the turning of the new year, yeah. a question that I think that's been on both of our minds mm -hmm. is how do we prepare to take risks? Mm -hmm. And both of us, you know, really invite organizations and teams of people to take on big challenges. And we work with leaders who are taking big risks. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to hear a little bit about how you prepare to take risks and what you think about that journey. Yeah. So for the viewers, um, <laughs> I think the first is being able to step outside of my own comfort zone. And so to do that, I actually have a team of support. Um, and that includes a coach. So I have someone who coaches me regularly. I have a team of coaches, but one in particular. And um, that supports me in figuring out how, what I call my stretch. So the risk for me is to stretch. What's the stretch I want to put myself through? Um, what support do I need to stretch myself in a way that's that works for me, right? So it should be uncomfortable but not painful, mm. right? So that's when I look at risk, right? That's how I approach it. And so that's how I approach with any client I work with too, right? Um, it's incremental. So that's that's how I approach it. And then identify what's the risk I'm taking, how's line up the values of for me and for the business, right? So the business owner. And then just creating a plan of my next steps and being okay to fail. Yeah. 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 I want you to say more about your support team. Yeah. Because when we met a few months ago, you know, I had been like five or six years into running my own business. Yeah. And I was so inspired to hear of this about the systems of support that you created yeah. around yourself. And I think sometimes, you know, as a woman of color, when I'm working with other women of color, we put ourselves last on yeah. the coaching list or we put ourselves right. last on the support list. Right. And so I want to hear more about how you build that network for yourself. Yeah. So I, I started off working with women who were going through transition. So women in leadership, much like ourselves, working in organizations who were burned out, stressed out, tired, didn't know what to do. That was my, my primary focus during my business a few years ago. Um, so as a coach, it meant that I should also receive coaching, but that's just a value that I have. So having... Coaching support as a baseline has been fundamental to my support team. Um, I know that I've had community support I've built. So there are other women, uh, women of color, they're in Columbus where I live and across the country. Um, some of the people I collaborate with. So they're people that I can bounce ideas off of, um, potentially work on projects, that kind of thing too. But I've, I've created a community of support that works for me. And part of that was me defining, well, what do I need? And getting really clear about that. And once I had a clear vision for the support I needed, then I, 
attracted it essentially and cultivated it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jennifer, I find that I'm often seeking permission from someone else mm -hmm. to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you and I have talked about our past as electoral campaigners and right. all of that stuff. What yeah. made the shift for you? Was it just the opening of the business or was there anything else that really shifted for you of saying, I'm really going to take care of myself? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, the blessing and curse of doing electoral work was I was really efficient at what I did. I was super good at it. Um, and I had high capacity, but I stretched my capacity really thin, so my body broke down. So it was it was breakdowns in my health that forced me to reconfigure how I how I look at self care and what was that like? What does that even mean? Um, and so it started with I had to figure out how do I care for my body so I can continue to work. So then it just gradually was built into, it was a must have, not just a nice to have thing. So it was more than just getting massages or pedicures or manicures, which are great. But it was like, which yeah. are great. But like, what are the daily practices I can do for myself to care for myself? And that also includes like parameters on my time and how it's spent. Like we're in LA right now, I'm gonna take a nap when we're done, right? <laughs> like little, little things like that, because before, no matter how jet lagged I was, I would just keep going. Which just meant I would just burn out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same thing for me. And, you know, like I, on the planes this morning, I didn't work. Mm. I slept and I read. Because mm -hmm. I was just listening to that internal compass. But for so long, I couldn't hear yeah. my own compass and yeah. what my own compass was telling me. And I love what you said about judging a risk by it's uncomfortable versus it's painful. Right. And I think that's a really hard internal yeah. compass for a lot of leaders, yeah. right? Because I often will talk to folks leading change projects and organizations that I'm like, okay, you've watched a movie where you've seen someone do something amazing and you think this is your moment to do it, but wait a minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. How do you help people decide where, where the difference is between uncomfortable and painful? Well, part of it is I have a colleague and friend, uh, her name's Lawanda Thompson. She runs a consultancy in New Mexico, similar types of work that we do. Um, and it's a phrase she uses that I've adopted, which is taking on new shape. So part of an old shape can be a series of habits, and part of that can be pain as a constant. So if I'm used to constantly pushing myself to, to a point of personal, like physical, emotional pain, basically it's trauma, right? And that's my normal, then part of the practice is, okay, what's the new shape? And the new shape just is fundamentally different. It means that pain's not my barometer anymore, it's something different. Right. So when pain's no longer my metric, then what is it? And it could be something as simple as joy. <laughs> right. There's a novel idea. Right. Woo, you just hit me. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a shift. Right. And it's something that's internalized. So it's in the body. It's not just an intellectual thing like, oh, I should be less burned out. Like that's not actually changing anything. It's just an acknowledgement of a problem. But it's like, no, what's, what's the actual driver? And if pain's been the driver and that's the norm, and pain's your baseline, and you have a high capacity for pain, then you are by definition going to always burn yourself out because it's not painful enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, I do. So, yeah, <laughs> that's something too, right? Yeah. But if, if it's something else, like it's something like joy, what gives you joy in what you're doing, that's a different driver, mm -hmm. which also means the way you approach things will change. So it actually comes with lightness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pain is heavy. Like it, there's, there's baggage with pain, right? But if we ask me later, like joy, like by definition design, we, we lighten up. So it just depends on like, it's about shifting that what drives you and what the internal compass and metric is. So if it's, you know, what brings me joy right now is rest and reading. 
because that's what I need to take care of myself, then that's what it is. For me, it was I spent the five and a half hours of the plane doing doing work in a focused environment when I am peak performing. And you felt good about it. And I felt good yeah. about it. Yeah. It wasn't a have to. I felt blessed to do it. And that that's the difference between having pain as a driver. When it's a like, I have to do a thing. Right? Yeah. It's just heavy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm excited for our adventures in 2019. Yeah, Thank you same. For, thank you for making this time with me. Yeah. Um, where can people stay connected to you? Yeah, so they can go to jenniferscaniers.com. That's my website. It's where I post information and content. Or find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Scaniers. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you can find all of our Brass Tax video on YouTube at our Brass Tax community and uh, at upwithcommunity.org. We'll see you next time. I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. The work that we do is centered around collaboration and community. So whether it's creating media like this or expanding our online field guide, your support makes that happen. Thanks so much. If you'd like to support us, visit upwithcommunity.org forward slash support.